What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Trade Thrive Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about what happens when you are put in a position of leadership and management and overseeing and you find yourself outside of that position, the vulnerability uh, over the weekend, Dak Prescott, Cowboys quarterback, uh, actually found himself in a position that is a good analogy for what happens when a business owner is doing a role and responsibility that he should be delegating to others. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right. They're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener. It's so much better. And that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time. And that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat. And that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Trade Thrive Podcast. This is your host, Tanner. And I want to talk to you about what happens when you are not in your right role. I was uh, looking at some headlines over the weekend uh, about a football player, Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Cowboys, um, you know, and a horrible thing happened to him. He exploded his ankle. Um, looks like he's going to be out for the season. And, you know, really the analogy I want to give to you today is what happens as a business owner when you are not doing what a business owner should be doing. Should a quarterback in football be running the football? Absolutely not. Now, this analogy is important because what happens when the quarterback runs the football is he exposes himself to a greater chance of injury. Uh, If you're a football fan, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, still playing, Aaron Rodgers, these guys are notoriously good at not running the football. Actually, they're quite slow. It's just not their strength, and they know that. They're actually better at managing the game, giving it to other people to do to run with the ball. They're the most important aspect of the organization, so for them to expose themselves to injury, and in this case, looks like to be a season-ending injury uh, for the quarterback of the Cowboys, um, You know, they're not exposing themselves to that as frequently. Now, this goes to show you that, you know, you look in years past, you look at these other quarterbacks. Um, you got Lamar Jackson, you got Michael Vick, you got any quarterback that's notoriously known as a runner as well. Cam Newton, they have exposed themselves to a greater chance of injury. Now, sometimes it works out really well. And now I'm going to bridge the gap between my analogy is sometimes you have those business owners that can manage actually producing the work and running a business, and doing all these things. But what's the what's the penalty for that? The penalty for that is that you lack time to grow your business. You lack time to step back and actually create leaders within your organization because you're too busy taking on all the tasks for your business. So if you're a manager, if you're a game manager, you know, quote unquote, you're actually handing the ball off and throwing the ball to other people in your organization. And the more experience they have with the ball doing their job is what's actually going to grow your business because it allows you to step back and actually focus on the infrastructure, focus on, you know, the, the customer service aspect, because ultimately what happens is in that vulnerability that I'm talking about, that same vulnerability you talk about when a quarterback's running the ball, their, their greatest vulnerability is getting hurt and not being able to perform. 
your greatest vulnerability as a business owner in any business is not being able to take care of your customers, customer service. You know, obviously, let me give you an example. In this specific scenario, I'm actually looking outside uh, my window here and I got a couple landscapers outside doing work right now. And the business owner is actually physically doing the work. And I actually peeked over and I saw him go to his go to his vehicle. He's on the phone. He's writing things down. And he has another person working with him. And he's kind of doing this back and forth thing where he's trying to run his business and he's trying to help this guy. Now, ultimately, what's really occurring is the fact that he's really unable to leave right now because he probably has a job for tomorrow. He probably knows that he needs to get done today. So he has to give up some of his valuable time that he could be using selling and canvassing and networking and communicating with customers that are ultimately going to create a better experience for the customer and scheduling and all these things. But instead, his hands are dirty. He's running the football as a quarterback. And what's happening is, is that the customer service is dropping. His ability to scale his business is obviously non-existent. And he's finding himself in an area where you can't grow your business. You're really just maintaining your business if you're in the production. So looking at this scenario that's right outside of my door, how many of us are experiencing this? We're actually physically doing the work. So you look at a guy like that and you think, well, what would it really be for you to replace yourself? Really, what would it be? Another person? How much faster? Right. So you look at the investment side of it, and you're like, you know, the biggest problem that I found with a lot of painters, with a lot of other tradesmen is that they would rather hold on to the extra hundred dollars, hundred and fifty dollars, maybe if you want excellent help, two hundred dollars a day, than to give up their time. Or excuse me, they would rather hold on to that money than to free themselves and to gain their time back. Okay, to me, that's a crazy trade-off because the way I see it is if I can find somebody to let's say let me give you an example in terms of numbers you look at it let's say it's a thousand dollars right on the table if you work on the job you make 900 and you pay somebody 100 bucks it's a really outlandish example but just bear with me okay so you make 900 bucks and you pay someone 100 bucks okay and you want to be on the job so you can make your 900 bucks right but the thing is that you're on the job the whole day making your 900 bucks and you're paying this helper 100 bucks. Well, what if you replaced yourself and you paid somebody 300 bucks to take over your position completely? You're paying them top dollar because you know that you're going to make you're they're going to do a great job. Well, at the end of the day, instead of your 900, you're going to make 600, but you're not going to be there anymore. Okay, so whatever you do with your time is completely up to you. Now, the logical thing to do would be to do the same exact thing with another crew and make $600 with that crew. So now your total income is $1,200 and you're not working. Okay, that is the big epiphany that you have got to have if you want to survive in business. But we're so tied to that $900 that we're actually inhibiting our growth. Okay. We're not allowing ourselves to grow because we want to hold on to the 900 bucks. Now you might be at a point where you're still excited about 900 bucks and that's a lot to you, but you need to get over that right now. You're, you have employee withdrawal. Like you are still shocked that you're making good money and, and you don't have to work for somebody. You have to get to a point where you get over that and realize that as a business owner, yes, you can make a lot of money. Okay. But you can only do that when you expand and you grow. And step one is empowering other individuals to do what you can do. You're not Superman and you don't need to be, you don't need to run the football. 
Okay. And that's kind of the analogy that I want to bring to you today. So again, kind of to reiterate, because I know that um, sometimes I'm a little passionate and I want to make sure that I really narrow down this specific point is that if you're excited about that 900 bucks and it's costing you your time to make it, okay, what's the opportunity cost? That was one of my favorite definitions whenever I took an economics class was opportunity cost. And opportunity cost at, at its bare minimum definition is essentially what is the cost of what you're giving up by doing what you're currently doing? Okay, so what are, what are you giving up? Like by working every day and putting your hand on a paintbrush and physically painting because you can't trust people and you haven't put together a hiring process or you haven't filtered out applicants to replace yourself, what is that really costing you? You might think you're making great money. You might you might swing $1,000 on a job, but what was the sacrifice? The first sacrifice is your time, but the real sacrifice, the opportunity cost is what you could be doing with your time to generate even more than what you really are generating with you physically working. And I'll go back to my analogy. You're making $900 on this project with one person. You bring in somebody, top tier help, you pay them $300 to replace you. They're phenomenal. You wouldn't pay top tier unless they were really that good. And it's your job to figure out how to find that type of person, but they're out there. It just requires a little bit of work, a little bit of hustle. But once you get them, you take care of them and you you ultimately sell them on the idea of working for you and sticking with you. So now you have this entity that's working and you're not only allowed, you're not only enabling yourself to free yourself, but then you're giving better quality service, better communication. Listen, this landscaping guy, I haven't talked to him since I saw him uh, a week and a half ago. Okay. There was no follow-up phone call. There was nothing. I actually had to call him this morning to see what, what, what the start date was. And he said, Oh, we're on our way. This guy's consumed. There's no way he was going to be able to, to send a follow-up to me because he's just so consumed with his hands dirty. And this is what we have to rewire because he might be making good money on this project. I think the project was like 1500. He's probably paying this guy hundred bucks materials, 500. I think it's close to my analogy here. He's going to make 900 bucks today, uh, profit, but you know, if he put somebody in that position, he would make 600 on this job. And if he did the same exact thing, he'd make 600 on another job. And he's actually bringing in 1200 and not having to get dirty. He's not sweating. I mean, this guy's in like decent clothes, like out there sweating. I mean, I feel bad, but that is the dilemma that contractors are in. And that is my mission to help solve that dilemma because it's a major dilemma. I mean, you're really missing out. And what I care more about is the fact that somebody out there is missing out on the opportunity to be a leader within your business because you're so scared that you're not going to make as much money. But you have to understand that once you give up that fear, you can actually create more income streams because you're going to have more time to do so. You're going to have more time to network, more time to sell, more time to do estimates, more time to you know, actually oversee. Now, let's say you're a control freak, which a lot of you um, are. Uh, if, if you're still working, you are. I mean, that's the reality of it. I hope I don't offend you, but you are. You really have this, this need to control. You have to see what's going on. Then be a supervisor. Really, I mean, if it bothers you that much, go to the job four times. I used to do that. I literally would go do my estimate, come back to the job. Go do my estimate, come back to the job. Go do my estimate, come back to the job. I literally wanted to see the job from start to finish. I'd set up the job and then I'd come back and see it when it was done. Eventually, I learned to trust my guys because I put the right people in the right position. And I knew they were going to take care of my customers. And eventually, I just started calling my customers three times a day. Hey, how are the guys treating you? Good. Okay, great. How's the job coming along so far? Awesome. Thanks so much for calling. Hey, how did the job go today? Three calls a day, every single customer. I tapered that down a lot, but if you are like how I was a control freak, eventually you'll get out of that. But these are some things you can put in place to satisfy that need to know what's going on. But 
let's just put it this way. You're either growing or dying in business. If you physically work in the business, physically do the things that your team is supposed to be doing. If you're running the ball as a quarterback, you're going to run into these issues. And it's a cycle. It's cyclic. And eventually you're going to burn out. And God forbid something happens to you where you're sick or you can't work. I've been in the hospital twice, I think. One time. Yeah. No, I've been in the hospital one time. And then I had that little COVID scare where I was out um, for like seven days. I had like food poisoning. I mean, there was, there's been times like throughout the last four years where I literally, if my job was actually apply paint, I would have to fail my customers and say, I can't do this. And I didn't have to do that because my team did it. So that's what I got for you guys. As much as I love to kind of come at you in a more, I would say, you know, passive tone today is about growth. I hope you listen to this and you get motivated and you stop trying to hold on to every dollar and know that there's more to be made. And your job as a business owner is to create leaders within your business, find that person, invest time, energy, and, and your wisdom into them and get them to buy into your brand and your business. And then you have somebody that you could trust. That's what I got for you guys today. Drip jobs coming out soon, guys. Excited to announce that. We are at the last stretch of the development stage here. So hopefully soon I could say it's ready. Um, DM me, guys, if you want a free coaching session. I'd like to put it out as a podcast. So if you are okay with that, I'm okay with giving you free advice. I'd love to work through some of the issues going on in your business. So find a way to reach me at Trade Thrive on Instagram. Um, Facebook, whatever you guys uh, use to connect, and I'd be happy to help you. Hey, I just want to take a second to thank you for joining me here on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to let you know that my passion is coaching people, helping people. Um, I've changed my Instagram name to at Contractor Coach. And I did that because that is my passion. I want to help you. So please reach out to me. If you have an issue going on in your business, send me an email, find me on Instagram, message me, and let's do a breakthrough session. I want to work through your problems in your business to help you get to that next level. And, and one thing that I always say is this, you know, the difference between those that get over the humps and the hurdles in business is just a change in perspective. And that's what I plan to offer you. So Get with me, message me, allow me to help you take your business to the next level.